Hello, church. Just want to come at you with a brief eight or so minute sermon as we talk about the social dynamic of pennies, the flow of money in and through and to and out of our neighborhood. I got to see firsthand some uh, beautiful money dynamics happening in front of the gift of thrift, Malik's gift or thrift. There's a young entrepreneur in our neighborhood. He's probably about 12, 13 years old, who's always got something he is selling. He's got a box of candy, or he is got something that he's selling. And Malik, I love it. He loves this kid, and he wants to speak encouragement into his life, and he wants to invest in his entrepreneurship and invest in his dream and invest in his family. And so the other day, actually it was Valentine's weekend, I was out talking to Malik in front of his shop right here at our building, and this kid comes walking up, and he pulls out of his backpack this glitter globe, this Valentine's glitter globe that he and his mom had made. And it was quite beautiful. It was a little mason jar. They had glued some a rose inside, and it was filled with glitter and water. And when he turned it upside down, there was this glitter flurry of beautiful, shimmering shine, right? It was awesome. And Malik had agreed to buy one from him. I was like, man, that's awesome. And Malik pulls out his cash gives it to the young man. I'm like, man, that's awesome, dude. He sold one. He's like, he looks at me, he kind of grims, and he says, I got another one, 15 bucks. You want one? And I was on the spot, man. I was on the spot. I didn't have cash, but I felt like, man, Malik's investing in this kid. I'm on the spot here. I said, sure, let's give me one. But then I had to borrow 15 bucks from Malik. So Malik gave him 30 bucks, and I had to go get some cash and pay Malik back. But there is an example of money flowing in our neighborhood in actually a really beautiful way. This young man and his mom making a living, supporting themselves. The other day, uh, this past weekend, he was in front of the car wash. He had bought a table from Malik, and then he set himself up with a chair with this table and a a table full of candy, and he was selling it to passerby, passersby. This young immigrant family making a living, surviving, and even beginning to thrive in our neighborhood. I love it. God is already on the move, cultivating life, bringing a healthy flow of money uh, and pennies within our neighborhood. And I hope you were able to be present in our neighborhood, to bear witness to some of the beautiful dynamics that are already at work in our neighborhood as God dwells in this place with us, his people. And where God is dwelling, there is healing. Where God is dwelling, he is transforming and renewing. And of course, as we listened to the conversation Uh, between our neighborhood all-stars, which I hope you got a chance to listen to that. And if you haven't, please listen to it. And we'll do that each month. We'll gather those same neighborhood all-stars and talk about the social dynamic of the month during our neighborhood reflection week. But 
we also we heard this beautiful recollection of uh, the the different aspects and times in our history that things have flowed well and times where thing money hasn't flowed so well we've we heard some of the historical uh, flourishing of our neighborhood, and we also heard of some of the historical inequities and injustices where money hasn't flowed, money's been withheld. Um, some of the commerce in our neighborhood is the result of injustice and racism and um, inequities. And so we as a people who dwell in this place with one another as neighbors are learning both the beauty and the pain around these dynamics, the hopes and dreams and the failures and disappointments. We heard of the creativity of our neighbors. We heard of the entrepreneurship of our neighbors. And we heard of some of the barriers. I just want to call us why we are, again, Spending this week in neighborhood reflection around these social dynamics is because we are a people of open doors, open tables, and open hands, dwelling in place with people as God dwells in place with people. And we are a part of what God is doing, nurturing, and cultivating in our neighborhood. And as a people of open doors and open tables and open hands, we are both to be have eyes to see where things are working well and beautifully and eyes to see where there's barriers to flourishing peace and justice. I want to call us to just remember that open doors part of our identity, that we are a people of open doors. What we have said is that that means... We are a people that is moving from independence to interdependence. We recognize that we are not just independent individuals or nuclear families, but we are connected to one another. We share life with one another. One's survival is dependent on another's survival. One's flourishing must uh, contain the other's flourishing as we are interdependent and interconnected. I've heard it said, maybe you've heard it defined this way, that living out the good news means desiring for one's neighbor and neighbor's family the same thing that one desires for oneself and family. Can I say that again? Living out the good news of Jesus' kingdom means desiring for one's neighbor and neighbor's family that which one desires for oneself and family. So living out the gospel means bettering the quality of other people's lives spiritually, physically, socially, and emotionally as one betters one's own life. We as a people of open doors are open-handed to give in generosity, and we are also open-handed to receive in humility from one another. We are interdependent. This reminds me of this beautiful passage, Philippians 2, where Paul speaks to the Philippian community, 
And he says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if you have any comfort from his love, any common sharing in the spirit, any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing, verse 3, out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And then he describes the canonic love of Jesus, Jesus' outpouring self-sacrificial love towards us that he empties himself, always filled with the love of the Father, always pouring out the love of the Father onto the world. This is our call, to be a people dwelling with Jesus, cooperating with the Spirit and his work. Church, I pray that the peace of Christ and his love moves us from independence to interdependence, dwelling in place with one another as Jesus dwells with us.